The Reef Therapy Podcast is powered by ICP Analysis. If you'd like to win a free saltwater ICP analysis kit and a freshwater analysis kit, all you have to do is leave a comment down below using the hashtag what's in your water. If you're listening to the audio only version, head on over to YouTube and you can enter in the comment section there. ICP Analysis will test over 50 elements down to parts per trillion. These tests can also be used to see if there's any undesirable elements in your aquarium as well. Register your aquarium on the ICP Analysis app, fill your sample, place it back into the bag, slap on that included postage, and have your results one to three days after it's received. More at icpanalysis.com. Welcome to episode number 88 of the Reef Therapy Podcast. Today, we welcome Jason Brown, aka Unorthodox Reef, to the podcast. Uh, We'll talk about successes, failures with his beautiful system, and more. Uh, We usually go around the horn to start. Um, In this case, I want to I'll start with with my current update as far as um, the Red Sea and all the things that have been going on in uh, in my life. Uh, but uh, we'll start with the Red Sea in that if you are watching this on YouTube, you can see that there's a plethora of fish now. Um, I've added a couple more to the system, which I'm excited about. Um, we did LFS Saturday a couple weeks ago. I guess it was last weekend at this point. And it was good to me. We added a couple new fish from that day, which uh, I'm excited about. Get? I got got a Desjardini tang, nice, and a uh, golden assessor basslet, who I have not seen since purchase. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe three weeks from now, you might you might pop out. You get lucky. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, is you know those guys in the wild, they just they yeah. cuddle up in rocks and they just live in the rock structure. Um, I've got another one in my lagoon tank and I only really see him when it's feeding time, but he's, he's pretty open at this point and he'll come out, you know, whenever I'll see him just kind of trolling around the tank, but I don't, I haven't seen this guy in the big tank. What's the personality like? Is it similar to a grandma or similar to a chalk basket? What, um, does it ever hang upside down? Yeah. On rocks. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, they'll 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 turn upside down. They'll okay. actually when I when I went to go pick this one up, uh, they got two in and the one I chose was out and, you know, eating and I could see him mm-hmm. eating and everything. And the other one was just wedged in this rock. And he picked up the rock out of the water. You could just see this yellow thing just like it looked like a yellow worm in the rock. So um but yeah, I definitely I picked the other one thinking that you know he might be more out but yeah. that is not the case so it's like in the other one probably cold. the other one probably kicked him out of that cave yeah <laughs> and you got the docile one right <laughs> yeah, yeah right um but yeah it's I, I will say that you know you've you've kind of uh, been with me on since the beginning of this yeah. tank as we discussed like aquascaping back and forth and um uh i will say that having a larger tank it's super nice to have uh, tangs, you know, it's yeah. super nice to have them just constantly picking. And for the longest time I've had this, uh, Tamini Tang, I've had him for probably, I don't know, maybe four years or so. Mm-hmm. I never, ever saw him picking at anything. He probably was, but not that I was aware of. And it was probably within two hours. I saw this guy just oh, well. like going to town on the rocks. And I don't know if it's like, a fresh algae, like a, a newer algae that, or maybe a, an algae that appeals more to its diet. Whereas in the last tank that he was in, all the algaes were maybe different, 
I don't know. What kind of like what are you getting now on your glasses? Like a brown film or a green film? Yeah, like that slime. Yeah, it's uh, it's not necessarily slime, but um, yeah, it's it's like that. Like, uh, can you wipe it with your hand? Yeah, it's the dusty stuff. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably tastier. But uh, it's funny you say that. I had a Tomini. Well, I have one still. Um, he's in my sump. Uh, but I tossed him in this tank, and I have a uh, yellow eye coal. Right. So right away the coal was like, nope you can't exist here. And I'm looking, I'm like, ah, and I'm like, well, the Tamini's nice. The, and this, at, and the coal is cool. Cause you can't really get them anymore. Right. Um, so, but then it was a talk. I'm like, well, Tamini doesn't do anything. He just kind of swims around. He doesn't pick in anything. And yep. now he's in my sump. And he, it, after a, I don't know, probably a year or two, he just cleans everything. Like he's my, my mini frag cleaner. But, That's awesome. Funny that you banned him to the sump and not the coal tang. That's ah, cool. I got a buddy of mine gave him to me, so it's kind of. <laughs> Is it a white tail? No, just a regular Hawaiian. Yeah, cool. So, my uh, we had a fish only tank in Chicago. My wife really fell in love with our yellow eye coal tank, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a little nervous to get one just because of that relationship that those two, you know, the similar shape and, um, you know, I really wanted a purple and a yellow and a, and the Dijardini and all those tangs, and I'm still a little bit nervous to do mm-hmm. it, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll I see have, if that eventually happens. I would say the coal, I've never been able to add a bristle tooth. And he's small. You might see him go by. Um, he just he just goes nuts. Like, and relentless. Like, I've tried everything I've tried. What really usually helps when I add a tang is I throw a bunch of PVC pipes in the tank. Just scatter offcuts of inch and a half, elbows. And especially if you can find a pipe that is the size of the fish and the other yeah. fish can't get in. Cause then they, now it's all of a sudden you've changed the aquascape the fish have a place to hide. Um, this fish has something he's used to from quarantine, like a pipe that he can dive into and feel comfortable. So that works that way. But the coal never gives up. Like I tried with the Tamini multiple times back and it just like, he'll just all day nonstop kind of like a six lane ras. Yeah, that that's way. interesting. Just, yeah, so um, good luck. <laughs> we're, 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 we're slow but steady at this point Yeah. Um, in the acquisition process of everything. Um, but yeah, LFS Saturday was good. I don't know. Did you did you get a chance to celebrate that there in Canada? Do you guys have any – do you have any good local fish stores around you? It's been um, – there's a new one opening now. Um, it's been it's been odd. We, ha- we lost a bunch of stores. We lost – with COVID, we lost a pile of stores, and one of the stores that we had stayed open, but they were like really strict. It was one customer at a time, and so you, you go to show up, there'd be an hour lineup. Um, so, wow. but we have there's there's new owners took over, and, and so it's getting better. Like things will, so we're getting we're gonna have new better stores soon. Um, we have really good online retailers also, so which which is where I got most of my fish and stuff from, but. Um, not like you guys, like, like I have one store and then we have like the big block store. Right. Um, whereas you guys, you probably have what, seven, eight stores close by. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting because I feel like most of the local fish stores kind of flourished over the pandemic. And I know I'm guessing that Canadian, uh, pandemic rules were probably a little bit different than in the U S yeah. and depending on in the U S where you were, those were, you know, <laughs> a little more lax in some places than others. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it seemed like a lot of people got into the hobby 
over 2020. And I know that, you know, my local fish stores had some of their, some of their best Mm -hmm. years, you know, after we got over that initial stay at home quarantine phase and people started to kind of go out again, it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's some, some of these places are having the best years of their life. And we have probably, I don't know, doubled or tripled the amount of online retailers. Um, A lot of basement operations, stuff like that took off, but maybe it's the proximity for people because they're stuck at home. They're like, oh, I don't want to drive 30 minutes or 40 minutes to go to the store. I just order it, have it delivered to my house with COVID, right? So yeah. I feel like that might have hit us harder and weather. Gotcha. Yeah, the uh, local fish store Saturday was awesome. I wanted to I wanted to keep that mm-hmm. tradition going. Um, that was one of the biggest things that I really I really connected with Jake on when it, whenever yeah. he would do that. I thought that was so cool that he went out to all the stores in Denver and these surrounding areas and just, you know, bought anything. And I'd never actually done that before. I'd never mm-hmm. done like an LFS crawl before and gone around to every store that we have here in St. Louis. And it was interesting. It was interesting because, you know, I, I had messaged everybody, all the local fish stores before mm-hmm. we went to kind of let okay. them know that we were going to so be they, there with yeah. cameras. Get the red um, carpet out. Yeah. Well, not necessarily that. <laughs> I just wanted to let them know so we could actually get good footage inside. Yeah. And they were very vocal about like the current state of the local fish store and, and the struggle mm-hmm. that, that a lot of these guys are facing. Well, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that it is, it's not necessarily the local support as much as it is how hard it is and how the margins are lessening when it comes to mm-hmm. the wholesale world. So options are becoming limited when it comes to getting dry goods. And mm-hmm. then when they do carry dry goods, they're not able to make any money off of the dry goods. So that has become kind of a big issue. And of course you've got the whole shipping issue of how much it costs to get things mm-hmm. from, you know, Indo or from California, the, you know, importers, wherever you're getting your fish and coral from just everything is so expensive and it's so hard to function. And losses. So, like, for a while, yeah. so I, I always had this dream. Like I was, uh, I'm going to have my own store. This is what I want. Um, and so I started an online side business selling frags. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should get into quarantine fish. So I started, I tried, and it was just the fish losses. By the time you pay for the medications and do all the work, it's like there's no money. Like, the, it's, yeah. I don't, I, I really don't understand how, some things have large markups, like some coral. Like if you can grow your own corals, make frags, sell them. That's great market. But whole, like buying fish wholesale, and then the quality of them sometimes, and then treating them if you can, and then moving them. Like it's it's like a hot potato game. Like how fast can I move this this product before it yeah. expires? And and that's hard, right? So, and I feel like I don't want to get into it too much, but like with Hawaii, the quality we had was great for fish right now that's not available yeah yeah and those yellow tanks if they're from hawaii they're now like 500 dollars. exactly right <laughs> that's another trend yeah. that i saw at the local fish stores was like if these aren't captive bred they are at least 400 dollars. Yeah. easy you know and they're probably like six or seven years old at that point too great fish mm-hmm. you know buttery yellow texture just it's hard to recreate that and i know that uh, you know all the all the captive breeders like biota and all those guys are getting better and better as we go mm-hmm. i mean that's you got to really think about this like stand back and think about it's only been a decade 
maybe mm -hmm. that we've done the whole you know captive breeding of tangs and mm -hmm. and you know moving into all of the species that they can do now it's that's new to me at least now it's crazy so, like that the angelfish that we see like the angelfish yeah like like just it's it's like like how many like there's all these frankenstein fish popping up i'm like i need that i need that i need it but it's uh i feel like it's gonna in the next five years there's gonna be it's gonna captive breeding will have lots more leaps and yeah with live food now too like before i remember i used to breed seahorses a long time ago like when i say breeding them like a couple <laughs> like i try and this was hard right this is before like you couldn't get live food anywhere you couldn't for us in canada i basically got to figure all this out myself and um we had luckily cyclopses was around so you can get them on cyclopses that doesn't exist anymore but and it was but it was a struggle whereas now it's there's so much available to everybody um i was just talking to a buddy of mine like we i should really if i had the time that should be my next step is trying to either spawn corals trying to breed something like I have, I have stuff that spawn in my tank all the time i just walk, like last night i came down there's fry from some fish everywhere it wasn't clownfish so <laughs> i don't know what it is it's, i think it's my possum wrasses or my six line wrasses because they I, I know they they nest and i same with my all my damsels so like if i could be fun right it'd be great but it's it's time um yeah. my corals spawned just a couple weeks ago uh they came i was lucky i came downstairs because one of my pumps failed and I'm, so I'm, you know, kind of, you're upset. The pumps failed and my alkalinity plummeted and I'm, what's going on. So I mess with the pumps, clean the pump, get a mix shift set up going um, for my calcium reactor. Uh, basically, I cut into my return line, um, solvent bonded to T quickly, and then ran, reduced that to a quarter inch RODI line and then use that to feed my calcium reactor temporarily because my continuous duty pump failed um and then got up that all done and now it's like 11 15 I'm like oh i gotta go to bed and then i'm walking by the tank and i see corals are spawning i'm like oh no i can't go to bed i gotta watch this yeah <laughs> so i saw some of, of that footage that you took that's yeah. awesome that's so cool but so random right we don't know enough about it um like i think you're right on schedule i i honestly i think you're okay. on schedule i was just talking to I talked to Jamie Craggs. I want to get him okay. on the on the show here, and we might end up talking to him in the next couple of weeks. I'm, oh, I'm hoping be to get him on before the new it. year. But yeah, him and Richard Ross are both yeah. like they're spawning now, I mean, right? Yeah, we're within like three week time period. So I think you're right on. Or okay. Was it? Do you know if it was Australian or Indo? No, it was Australian. Not sure what it was some, from. No, it's a. It's probably Indo because it was a, a frag I would have had eight years ago or so like as a coral i've had before the indo ban um so who knows yeah um but i also had a similar coral spot in may this year which yep so it's weird like it's so may and now right so it's kind of a weird which now i'm like i gotta check this every night <laughs> <laughs> i can't miss so what it did, but did you do anything with the with the no, bundles at all just not let this them be? time yeah in may I, I tried i was like a last minute panic i caught a bunch of them and i got good photos you can see like the sperm and egg mix. like it was pretty cool you, i got decent photography of it but then i tried to put them in a container with plugs i wasn't ready um yeah but i put an air stone in the container and what had happened was it looked like they all got stuck to the air stone so i guess this 
so that was an epic fail um yeah. i should have had air dripping in or like like just a bubbler not an air stone um so and this time it was just too late i was too tired after it was just, i was exhausted after trying to get my calcium reactor going uh, yeah but i was lucky with the reactor um i run a pretty redundant system that i've got i dose calc 24 7 um i run my reactor 24 7 and i dose esv so i've kind of have it all split into thirds um right now so if one thing drops out my alcohol drops about one point a day or point like i'll, I'll notice it's not it's nothing major but i know something's going on um, sure so what do you keep that at uh or try to anywhere above seven and a half and below nine and a half is that gotcha i just kind of i stopped chasing a long time ago and i started realizing that like before i had chase and react and every time i'd react it would cause a further negative reaction so and like you do the littlest thing like two days ago i pulled out i don't know one quarter of my frag racks in my frag tank which is connected just a small frag tank connected to this my main system so i'm like a two foot square frag rack full of sponges and whatever i took that out and disturbed a bunch of detritus um so my ph only went up to 8.4 that day the next day my elk rose by a point just from that little interference i created in my tank now maybe it could have been something else but but now it's back down again right so but had i reacted to that adjustment and then now okay well oh my god my elk's gone up because my ph usually goes to 8.56 um every day and then goes to eight so now it was, it was a, a big drop i would have then lowered my dosing or something to react and then the net now it's now i'm going the wrong way right because you're so you're always just fighting yourself so now i just kind of leave it and then watch the trend over a couple months or a month or so unless unless i do address something drastic like sell a pile of coral or clean out a system then then i gotta watch it um yeah but i try to just let everything float and relax and things are much more stable like i don't have any issues even like i had my elk i i had one almost like scary moment where my elk went up to 12.6 or 12.5 and i had like this panic but then everything was okay like i did like like everything turned out i had huge outs everybody's like elk spikes you nothing happened at all yeah um what happened was i was mixing salt like i normally do um in a huge uh, 200 gallon fat uh but i had messed with my rodi the night before and i forgot that i had it on like i guess bypass or like I, so i was just running straight fresh water to my vat filled up my my vat with tap water which my tap water is like 18 or 16 dkh <laughs> mixed the salt and then did That's a huge, because awesome. I'm like, I'm going to do a huge water change tomorrow. Like, I was all excited about it. I do a huge water change. I'm super happy with myself. Um, this is great. Finally, yeah. I got around to it. I go to the go upstairs. Yeah, go to stairs. <laughs> Laying in bed, it's super late. And then my phone, like, lights up, right? And you see the, the apex alarm. And I'm like, I look, and it's like DKH 11. Like, my trident's going off, right? And then, what? And then it's like 12. 12. I'm like, oh, trident's just messing up again. This is like, something's wrong. Definitely, like, I'm something happened whatever then it's like well you're laying there for a minute i should probably go test so i go down and test and yeah it was 12. so turn off all my dosers everything and then just i guess i'm like i just go to bed like what do i do right so then the next day it dropped and then corals took it down over two days to 10 and yeah. then that was it like there was no yeah. 
I had no no issues. Now, is that because my sis, I let my system wander a lot, that the corals are tougher, like they can handle, or is it because the coral, a lot of the corals I have also are corals that have been in the hobby for, for a long time. Like, I haven't, yeah. I can't remember really the last time I bought something. So it's, is are they just hardened corals? Um, I don't know. They adapt but, easy, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But I, before I used to try to like keep that tight line and always had issues like where you're like, or you're keeping your nutrients at zero or you're trying to like have that pastel color. And it was always just like one, like you're always losing. There's always something going on where you're like every month there's one coral that's RTNing or there's something, there's always, you're always fighting something. Whereas now the kind of the less I do, the better. Yeah. Like it's, kinda... it's pretty insane. I was, I, I mentioned this in a different podcast, but I was going to take down my 25 gallon mm -hmm. lagoon and this thing is just going off right now. And I, you know, it's, it's a system. It's I've done a couple water changes here over the last maybe three mm -hmm. months and that's about it, but I've let it go. It's got two clownfish, that golden assessor basslet, a couple peppermint shrimp for livestock. And then it's, it's a sarco fighting field. I mm -hmm. got a pink, pink nephthia probably about a month nice. ago and uh, a lot of mushrooms in it okay. uh but it's just going and i don't want to take it down now there's a don't. little bit of bubble there's a little bit of bubble algae in there but uh it's not it's not crazy food for uh, your tanks yeah like you're, you, well there's your no cell phone will love a, it that's the thing is it's uh this is the 25 gallon so i can't yeah. I, I don't have any like algae eaters in no. there um but uh yeah it's it's cruising so i need to do a video on this lagoon because i think we're coming up on maybe three and a half four years now okay. so but like you said i haven't added anything to it i haven't mm -hmm. touched it in a while just doing water changes letting it do it mm -hmm. i'm not dosing anything just letting, letting it the do tank it. find yeah. itself right find its own exactly. rhythm and it just kind of I mean, I have, I do a lot of work. Like I'm not like every night it's like 40 minutes to an hour of <laughs> moving corals or like this is fighting, this is that, or, you know, cleaning filter socks, which I'm, I'm about to just pull out now. Um, yeah. Uh, but like just it's endless work, but I mean, that's just maintenance. Like, but stay away from all the, like, I don't spend time doing all the additives and stuff like that. Right. It's just, it's, it's too much. But if I'm going to say for for your 25 gallon, like keep that up. Because if you ever go into like that, if your tank's new right now, right? If something happens where your your bacteria starts to travel a certain way or you have that tank where you can maybe pull some rock from or pull something from or some sand and like fight. Yeah. Help, you know, I mean, you've got that a backup right now of something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's big enough to where I could fit at least whatever coral I have in here. Now, these little tiny yeah. frags that I've kind of started to acquire. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, I think we all, when well, you get the new tank, you get the new frags, you get the new fish. And, you know, I, I would say people are probably still acquiring corals somewhere into the year and a half mm -hmm. to two year mark. And then after that, you know, what You're works, stuck. you know, what doesn't, and you kind of just let it go. And that's when mm -hmm. I think the real success stories really, really happen in, in the hobby for people. And if you do nothing in like, I'm at three years now with this tank, right? Today, actually today is the three year anniversary from, from when I set, yeah, <laughs> from <laughs> when I set this up, um, which was like in a hurry, right? I got the tank in November 24th. Um, and then 
carried it in, me and two buddies brought it in, um, set it up, and then like the next day I aquascaped it and then connected everything together and tanks going, right? It was I was basically set up in a day. Wow. Uh, but like I had a 220 gallon, so what I did was I ran a line from that sump to this, like I filled this tank up with new water and then salt and just connected everything together, let them all run as one system and then moved everything over. So I got, it was like, basically I did a, I don't know, what is that? Like 50% plus water change with 400 gallon. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was just an easy move. Right. So, but I used dry rock for this tank and then put all the live rock in my sump. Um, yeah. So did you go through an ugly phase on that or did you kind of skip that part? Zero. Well, besides dinos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was a, a year in, I got hit dinos. Uh, I, the ugly phase I had was at the time I was, when I had my 220, I was dosing vodka heavy. Um, so I was trying to like run that line where if I tested my nitrate with the salivary, like everything was like, I can barely see it. Like it almost were always riding zero because like, and you'd get those like bright pastel colors and which we always thought were great. But I don't, I think it's not, I don't think it's a healthy coral. It's just a starved coral, but bright colors but it still looks nice yeah. so i was i was chasing that line all the time um and but with the vodka and i was like you know using vodka for bacteria for food and then feeding lots and like kind of heavy in heavy out type thing um it, i got this like bacteria film all over my rocks which kind of looked like this weird white hairy slime that you'd see all over the the rocks so it kind of and then that made it longer for coralline to take place it seemed like but the fish yeah. picked at it and everything ate it. it so i just had that first weird black ugly rock a bit but i i mean the corals i had so many corals from my system that I, it didn't take long for it to cover the rock so sure well dinos. let's uh we, we've done a little we've done this kind of out of order and that's my fault yeah. but uh let's uh let's get to know you a little bit i really want to okay. i want to get to know that tank behind you because that thing is beautiful so uh oh, tell thanks. me a little bit about you your reefing story when did this whole thing start for you oh geez um <laughs> I, uh by trade i'm a aircraft composite specialist uh so i basically build uh aircraft parts out of you know fiberglass and carbon fiber stuff like that for testing um and the, what kind of for, aircraft we have a bunch of old airplanes. Um, we have a Convair. We have a T-33. We have a Harvard, which is like a T-6 Texan. If you're um, a Falcon, the three the Texans are the, the old World War II planes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, we, yes, we have one of those that we I think fly I've flown still. in one of those before. Yeah. There's a there's an aerobatic uh, group called Aeroshell. Okay. I yeah. think they just, they just renamed, I, I want to say they're in Texans, something very similar, but okay. got to ride in one of those. And you know, you, uh, you, you pull a loop in one of those and it takes three days to get around, but you know, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. And you smell like fuel after. Yeah, no, no. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then how I got into the hobby at a really young age, um, but in freshwater, uh, probably five, six years old, I had a freshwater tank and then that slowly progressed until I was a teenager. Um, when I went to a restaurant and they had like a small, like I remember then it was like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But now when I look back, it was probably like a 12 by 12 cube. 
with just like a chunk of live rock and one cleaner shrimp and like an anemone. And I was like, what? There's, there's <laughs> an, this is alive? Like I could have this? So then right away it was, okay, I got I to gotta do salt water. So I started doing research and then got into, got my first salt water tank and right away did the thing everybody fails at and you go to the wrong store and you buy a trigger fish. Right, so now I've got a trigger fish tank and and live rock. So, so then trigger eventually fish you learn, with live rock, <laughs> uh, yeah, and lava rock. Right, so because at that time it was like, do we use lava rock? And so it was like half lava rock, half live rock. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. And then, but we didn't like that. Was, that was a long time. I don't even remember how long ago that. But lighting was a challenge. Um, I remember making my own fixture for T eight bulbs, and I had like ten T eight bulbs. Uh, like you buy shop lights and you like not T5, like T8, like the big or T12 yeah. or the big, like, like two inch round and you get a 10 X and, um, and then you'd be like, yeah, I can keep that mushroom alive. And so, and everybody had blue mushrooms and sarcophytons and now yep. they're popular again. So it's a, it's a full <laughs> cycle. It all comes but, back around. Yeah. So <laughs> it always had like tanks and then it just slowly progressed into SBS and then, um, huge addiction like I'm, I'm too far in and um my father passed at the height of covid and then i'm like you know what i'm gonna build the tank that i've always wanted to build and that's how this tank became and it was covid so i had the time like you said it like stores a lot of stores flourish i had the time you're at home for a bit um we had a newborn baby at the time i have a three-year-old now so um you you have time and you don't have time with a baby right because you're you're locked to the baby, but he naps all the time. So the that was every time he'd go for a nap, I'd, you know, come downstairs, work on the tank, go back up. And that was like our cycle, right? So, um, but yeah, that's that's where I am today, I guess. And that's that's me. <laughs> Do you have a name for your, your reef tank at all? No. Gee, no. Are we supposed to, are we supposed to name our tank? I figured if maybe, you know, I figured if maybe your dad's passing had, oh. you know, some f- sort of inspiration on you to, to get that thing moving and started and, you know, do that dream project that maybe there was something, something in there, but it could just be intrinsic as well. Yeah. Now you're making me feel guilty for not name. No, no, not at all. No, don't, don't no. feel guilty. What, what, what I do do is, um, a lot of the sales and stuff that I do, I donate proceeds to cancer research. So that's kind of been something. I started doing for him. Um, right now, we like with our club, we're, we're doing for because Christmas is coming, and so I'm just auctioning off frags and corals every day. Um, and we're gonna do raffles, and then all the proceeds go to. I just donated a thousand bucks to cancer. And now the next group we're gonna do to are the children's hospital. So it's we've got a good club that way. Like we're so I'm kind of using the hobby for the good, I guess. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's positive. Great keep yeah keep energetic about it so you don't always get caught in the negatives are you the uh are you the lead guy in that club are you kind of the the prez i guess uh, there's a few of us right um but it's i've been there the longest and it was just kind of dumped on me one day like i was like hey do you want to be in the bin <laughs> like like probably 10 years ago and i'm like sure yeah and then everybody quit and i'm whoa, whoa wait a second <laughs> so <laughs> that's usually how it goes yeah. and then there's and one guy that like holds it up for the you know until yeah. until you can find more help yeah um ours kind of perished because of that we had a couple guys that were uh, pretty you know in tune with it and uh got out and it still exists our mm-hmm. our club but it's not as it's not as active as it used to be 
and it sucks because they always have pizza nights at different <sighs> different houses but i can't ever go because it's like always on a thursday or a wednesday and like i said doing morning radio you got to be in bed at eight thirty, nine o'clock at night if you want to exist in the next day so and i'm sure there's not just pizza but there's probably beers as, as well yeah and uh late night reef talking because i mean let's be honest uh all of us don't have anybody else to talk to about this so <laughs> what, what's like if, if i mentioned like reefing to my wife she's just like oh you're such a <laughs> yeah. like like really like <laughs> yeah I, I remember having to convince her in the beginning to get uh, to get a tank in Chicago, which ended up just being a fish only tank. Um, but I showed her a lot of like, you know, the pink Ghanis and things like yeah. that. And she was like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. So I got my first coral in a separate tank. And she's like, where's all the color? <laughs> this is very green. Yeah. <laughs> Not what I signed up for. I was like, oh, you got to start small, hon. You got to start small. Yeah. We'll get to the Ghanis. Uh, they're called amaze balls. That's what the people yeah. call them. So <laughs> mine does stuff um, like she'll, she'll look at my tank and be like, what? How come we don't get any like interesting corals? Like she'll see someone else's tank or something that words yeah. about like zini or whatever i'm like why don't you get something like that and i'm like no <laughs> it will i have out. the interesting corals right like what it's funny <laughs> we used to the outsider but then she'll say things like she'll name fish and like pick up stuff i'm like okay so you are listening yes yes or, that's or probably the old seats that's the ultimate thing is when you know all the kids are at the aquarium together yeah. we're at the st louis aquarium and everybody's all the kids are pressed up against the glass and they're saying nemo and dory and my kids are like that's a clownfish and a blue tang and a, you know actually saying the names you'll 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 get there if you haven't already yeah. but uh yeah mine could like no says basslet and stuff like that i'm like what yeah like, so like he picks up stuff right so especially when i was bringing in fish or i'd bring in i used to when i used to, I used to sell inverts and stuff too right so I, i'd bring them in i'd let him at like two and a half years old like you'd open a bag of serpent stars and then you'd be like whoa and like so that was, was amazing that was a lot of fun but I, mean, I don't do that anymore but um it, it was crazy how much they retain at a young age yeah but, yeah i've always i've always said that like my son can rattle off you know and mm -hmm. I, I would imagine most kids can rattle off if they're interested you know 50 60 different scientific names of of dinosaurs so why can't they do the same thing with coral or any other mm -hmm. you know mammal or any other species so and those names are hard. Like a lot of yeah. those dinosaur names are ridiculously hard, but they mm -hmm. they they get it. They're sponges. So, um, yeah. But well, tell me about tell me about your uh, tell me about your tank. Tell me some of the dimensions. I know that you are okay. pretty prolific on Instagram. So if you follow Unorthodox Reef on Instagram, you probably already know this tank. But just for the people that don't or aren't familiar with you, tell us about your tank. Okay, so the tank is a custom made, the biggest tank I can get to fit through my window in my basement. Um, so eight feet, um, by 27 and a half inches tall, I believe by three feet wide. Um, so it's roughly around 400 gallons. Uh, so had the tank custom made by a company in Toronto called Miracles Aquarium. Um, so ordered it, it arrived in November, install, whatever done behind the tank. Um, which you don't see now is it's there's a separate room where it's all connected um and i have a four foot by four foot sump and in that sump i go it goes skimmer was refugium then frag tank filter socks return pump frag tank it splits off to a frag tank and then another return pump then they tee and go to my display so it's like a full system i've running in the back i recently just pulled the refugium because i'm why am i growing algae 
<laughs> like I, I love algae, but like I, I still have all the algae in a 29 gallon tank with nothing but a light on it and a, and a like a trickle filter because I'm like I can't get rid of it because it doesn't yeah. have parasites. But um, at the same time, like I, I want to grow coral, so now my cryptic slash refugium full of sponge tank is now going to be a just a pile of rocks with a rack on top but for excess corals because i i just hoard coral so that's kind of i guess where how this tank also became is like i can't i can't get rid of anything like do you, you find that like i have a, a sarcophyte yes. that's two feet across and in a red sea tank in the back that i just bought the tank just for this toadstool and a fiji leather i have like i can't I can't, I can't have them in my tank because my angelfish decided that they taste good. Um, so now it's, I can't get rid of it because what if I never get it again, which is not probably not true, but you never know. And then it has a memory. Like my buddy, I got, I think I got that toast from my buddy Ian a long time ago, like, I don't know, 15, 16 years or longer. Like, so how yeah. I can never get rid of that. Right. It's, it's like I've, I've had it longer than my, than my wife or like right so it's, it's <laughs> right like it's what so i think that's kind of where it, it's all like i got to keep upgrading to maintain what i the corals but now recently i, I just been throwing out corals like i can't you, like once you like you physically can't keep up with i couldn't sell enough i couldn't like if you look behind me like that that monty like if i frag that like how many how many frags it's like it's, 14 inches across like round yeah. or 12 like it just be endless like what do we so i just it's not worth it it's too much work so i, I just and then right now it's about half an inch from the glass so probably in three days i'm gonna have to shave it down again or think about restarting but it's so I, yeah either i have to get another coral flat or start shedding corals yeah. and realize that i gotta stop hoarding I was going to say, you could just do what Mark does and just throw it in your backyard, right? <laughs> or my dog's getting into it. And then the smell, like I forget, like I filled up a five-gallon pail of like bird's nest and um, like zoo and like just stuff that's taking over like racks. And I put it in the garage and, and then I go to work and I come. My wife's like, there's something wrong. Your tank's dead. Like I, the house, the whole house smells. And I'm, <laughs> so I'm like in panic mode, right? Because I just forgot yeah. that I didn't take the garbage out. And I get home and right away it's like, oh, it smells like death and cream corn right. <laughs> and it's just, it was just because i left the, the that right so and then i'm worried the dog yeah. so now so now i have to put in like find a dumpster somewhere or wait till garbage day and then like can you even compost corals like i don't know what the <laughs> event i mean it, 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 yeah. depending on what it is i guess right it's all like the yeah. calcium core once the tissue dies or once the tissue you know yeah. disintegrates and goes away um right. yeah that's uh yeah, that's a good problem to have, you know, too yeah. too fast of, of growth or, um, you know, I, I hopefully one day, you know, I'm, I'm sitting back here with my with my little frag farm in this Red Sea and I got a couple like meaty, mm -hmm. chunky frags from LFS Saturday, which I, my intention was to see if I could get some acros and you know some easier sps that were larger in size mm -hmm. and not just get like a one finger of something and uh so far so good i mean i haven't had cool. any bleaching yet there was one frag that i got from a frag swap here and the guy had sold it to me for like five bucks and it was a smooth skin and i just knew it wasn't gonna i knew it wasn't gonna do well 
and he said that he had it in his tank and it was sitting at like i don't know like 85 uh micromoles and i had it you know it's up yeah. in like the 150 to 200 range so and it was smoked in a day so that's only that's the only major thing that i've had go wrong mm-hmm. so far but you know they're not growing i can tell that there's just not enough there's not enough stuff in the water yet food and for, bacteria for yeah, them to promote just, that so now and flow is good everything's good like you've, you're flow's kicking you know okay. i've got the i've got the gyres just going you know they're it's 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 fun to see you know the the new frags that i just got are still kind mm-hmm. of hanging out on magnetic rack while i figure out where to put them in the tank and uh yeah they're like you know doing this whole thing on the rack where they're you know waving you know on their plugs so yeah i think that's a good sign but um, polyps and everything are out everything's happy it's good yeah yeah okay. everything's everything's good um that's good sign yeah i've i've got a uh uh i was telling david in the last podcast that i have a, a hard line hook oh, nice. in the tank from when we were in uh daytona selling some of the reef builder studio coral so and like i said everything's not really growing right now but it's okay. just it's, it's there it's doing its thing just waiting for you know that little push so we'll get there um you gotta let your water get dirty and then things will yeah get I mean, I, right? the the nitrates i did get them up to like 12 and a half okay and i just measured them last night and they're at six and a half so oh, so that's i'm kind of fighting around. i'm fighting this this i think the red sea reef mat a little yeah. bit and you know bacteria and things like that so again you know the first six months of any tank mm-hmm. is just going to be a freaking roller coaster so i'm just kind of strapping in for the ride here um you've got angel fish in your tank yes that are super beautiful you have the coveted king eye right i've yes. seen him swim by a couple times um tell me about your your love of angel fish and if they've presented any challenges to you other than you know the mm-hmm. the sarco stuff and the the leathers that you had talked about before have they i mean are they doing anything now are they model yeah. citizens they pick all day at all my corals almost <laughs> <laughs> but it, i think it's good right it's uh so at first I'm more of a fish person than I am a coral person. Um, it's kind of how we all got in the hobby, right? We all wanted a fish tank, you get fish, and then it kind of, but then it's kind of, I have two hobbies that I fight. Like, I really like the aspect of fragging and cutting corals and like that, like I, I can get, a, like enjoy cutting a coral, watching it grow on a frag and then throw it out. Like that would be, like I like that, like get in the tank, move things and do that, that work, but the reason why I have my aquascape the way it is and it's for fish, right? Like that's why I have corals like big stags and um, uh, like the austera and stuff like that, like where fish can hide and dart in them. Um, but with the angels, I found that they, they, yes, they pick, but I feel like they also help. Um, so I have a lot of corals that if I put in my frag tank next to each other, they would kill each other. Um, like, you know, I've got two chal- a chalice touching a Monty or like two SBS fighting nonstop where they'll fight and then they start to slime. As soon as they that slime starts, the angels come by and pick it. Like they seem mm-hmm. to really only pick the corals when they're, they're fighting or there's food caught in them or just for fun. But they don't like seem to just stay on one. 
except for the circle fighting and like Zoanthid and stuff like that. Like that's a given. Um, but you just kind of, I just learned which corals I can keep. Um, and then there's, I have almost a backup of every coral in a tank in the back. So if they destroy one, I have a chunk of it in the back. Um, they also keep sponges at bay. Like sponges are, they're great, but they're also horrible. Right. Like, so there's no, like the tank would be full of sponge if it wasn't for the angels. Like they're always, you know, and sponges will get on your SBS and then get inside. And then it's like, you'll you ever look at like a big dense colony of bird's nest or like the Panape bird's nest and it's full of bubble algae and sponge and stuff. Yep. Whereas if, like, cause they're protected, right? They can't. So, and then like in my frag system, like I just had to clear it out. The, the racks were plugged solid with sponge. And if I, I'm like, now I gotta get an angel fish for that tank, but they'll he'll pick the frags and then the polyps won't open up and stuff like that. But I don't know, maybe they, or are they encouraging growth too, by picking all day, making the corals try to grow faster or I mean, yeah. the polyps still come out. I'm not having that many challenges besides aggression. Like I had a, I had an emperor angel for a while. I got rid of him. I had to rehome him. He turned on my King eye. So that was kind of, <laughs> I, I let I let them kind of battle it out for a bit, and I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, you know what? You're going. Yeah. <laughs> you're just a, you're an accidental emperor that I got. Um. So. Yeah, but, we're talking two hundred dollar fish versus multi thousand dollar fish. Yeah. So, <laughs> which I got really lucky. So I, on that. So, but yeah, no. So uh, you have uh, you have the king eye. Uh, you have a regal. Yes. And a large what's regal. The, uh, you did have an emperor that is gone. That is uh, gone. I have um, a Mauritius tiger tail coral beauty, which hmm. is actually which I, I, I can never even get a photograph of it. But it's look like looks like a regular coral be- coral beauty, but he's more orange. Um, mm-hmm. And the striping go like it has like a tiger stripe kind of into the tail, which in the reef builders actually did a article on it. It's, it's a pretty amazing fish. That's what why I wanted it, and I saw it on a list, so I got it. Um, it's not as cool as the one you guys had but <laughs> but anyway so he's one of the most problematic fish um he picks monty all day uh so we think like you think the bigger angels would be the issue but it's actually the the coral beauty i also have uh, a majestic angel fish um he's great you he, he might see him go by um but he, he kind of keeps like hidden most of the day and then he comes out for feeding and stuff like that but so and uh i have a bellus angel i think that's that should be it, yeah. But, I mean, I have a large A-can in there. I have a Bower Banky in the back. I have, um, what else? A bunch of Euphilia, and they're they're fine. Like, they just kind of do their thing. They'll pick and move on. Um, but came I wouldn't... first? What, did the angels come first, or did the softer Coral. LPS and cor- the corals were there? Corals were there. Okay. So that's, that's one thing, like... Uh, I always get messages like, how do you have your angelfish with, with your coral? Like, yeah, I have a lot of corals, right? Like, so, like, I wouldn't put an angelfish in your tank now. You would regret it. He would just go yeah. out your, like, frag and decimate it, right? Because it's a frag. <laughs> so, but it came to it came to a point for me, I was fighting nutrients. And I'm like, okay, my nitrates are, keep bottoming out. And do I want to buy calcium nitrate and start dosing nitrate? I'm like, I'll just buy fish. So I, I just kind of let my tank balance. And then when I need fish, I add fish and find that level where basically it maintains like my nitrates at 10 to 12 type thing. Right. So, and that's when I started adding the angelfish, um, later on. Uh, so, but I mean, I already had, when I set up this tank, the corals were large to start with a bit. So 
I didn't have, and some of them were frags. And actually, what's funny is a lot of the corals that I have that are, that are the biggest were frags. So, in three years, like the bigger corals start where the smallest is start. When. Gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. What's uh, I guess from from my perspective now having having this Red Sea, and I've had a couple of epiphanies you know, thus far one being, Oh, you can have, and I've, I've kind of known this, but I've never experienced it before where you have, you know, your utility fish going to mm-hmm. work and doing the stuff and taking care of all of the problems that you usually see in a nano tank or mm-hmm. a Pico tank where the hair algae comes and you don't have fish that are going to be able to eat that, that you could technically put in your tank when it's that mm-hmm. small. Right. So you're in there with a brush or whatever, are there any epiphanies that you had when it came to growing the coral that you have, the SPS that you have to the size that it is and to the success that you've had over time, if that makes sense? Flow, I guess. Like, um, it's, I, I think I underestimated like the amount of flow you would need and lighting, like, uh, just it's once you start to get to a, that scale it's you need so much more flow so much more lighting like for you now you have what two gyres in your tank yeah um you think we need more you need many many more right like it's (laughs) um it's like and then i see people like well you post pictures and they they have problems they ask me like oh what's wrong like i'm like i need more flow like like, they're like what i have lots of flow i'm like well you have an sbs next to it you feel you you don't have enough flow like if like I have torches and like they're bouncing around right now. Um, that's the, and some like you feel you in the back and like hammers and frog spawn and everything, but they're in the back, back, back where I found a dead spot. That's the only spot that they could tolerate life because of the amount of flow in my tank. Um, it's a constant cycle. Like I have to, it's just like move all the water at once and create an erratic flow at the same time, which is hard in a, that was something like I never thought of. I'm like, I want a bigger tank. And then it's like, wait a second. Now I need this many more pumps, this many more lights. And then as the corals grow, it's like constant changing, right? I, I've swapped my pumps out all the time. Now that the height they are, I can't have an MP40 behind my large corals because they'll just melt, the, they'll blow the flesh off, right? So now I had to switch the gyres and have them point at the surface and then change the flow that way. So it's, you're learning you have to kind of adjust as you go. So it was, and the amount of, I'd have to dose. Like I didn't realize this is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of work, right? Like I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm, I'm going to get off calc soon because I like it. It's, it's nice to have the redundancy and it's great and it's cheap, but it, it's too much work. Like I'm mixing up a 35 gallon jug of calc every seven days, which doesn't sound like, but when you have kids and things, it's just, then I clean out this garbage can, mix up new calc, and it's just something I have to do every seven days, right? Where, um, and then you're getting all that stuff. Like today, I went to the store to pick up my shipment from the wholesaler, and, and I'm carrying out two jugs of ESV, like five gallon pails. And then the guys, some guy just randomly is, Oh, what do you got there? And I'm, Oh, it's ESV for my aquarium. And he's just kind of like, What? Like five gallon pails for your aquarium? What kind of weirdo <laughs> is this, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> So are you're doing two part the ESV two part? Yeah, I've always done ESV, always. Um, yeah, it's just it's it seems like it's always been the same. Um, it, it's it's worked for me. Um, 
it's easy to like it's cheaper to buy dry for sure right then have your the five gallon pail shipped and you got to mix it and then smash the block um yeah but it's great like it's and one thing that's like everybody's on this calc this calcwasser like get your ph chase your ph yeah for fun i got off esv completely um and tried to just do calc which i couldn't so i had to I had to still do some and then with then run the calcium reactor, but I had higher pH with just ESV. So hmm. because I can get that, I think it was because maybe I can make that spike higher. I, um, but you know, it's, the only downfall I, is you got to do more water changes when you're dosing two part because you got to watch the salinity, right? Um, which some people might think, oh, I'd like this, not much. But when you're dosing 500 mils a day of each part, um, it doesn't take long for your salinity to creep, right? Like it's, um, so like I check, I'm like, oh, 1.028 SG, whoops, right? <laughs> but things yep. would be, things are still fine. I just would, you know, do a water change with, and then come back, right? But yeah, I know, always two-part, keeping it. It's a good fail-safe, especially with Neptune with a dose or if you're in another company. But if you could, if you're on a trip somewhere and you have someone watching your tank and you have two-part, and if something's going on, you have that ability to dose on yourself from anywhere in the world, basically, right? Like, whereas with calc and stuff like that, like I like the calcium reactor too. It's great setup, but there's so many things that could fail. Whereas mm-hmm. ESV uh, with two part, it's your dosing pump fails. That's it, right? Like yeah, it just seems like that might be a little cost prohibitive for people that with larger tanks i guess if you've got a larger tank you're probably you know you're probably not necessarily hurting for you know just what two-part costs but yeah like that's the main draw of calcwasser right is that it's super cheap but then the people that say that end up going and buy the 300 dollars frag of something and like oh but i saved (laughs) it is like (laughs) but right like it's yeah pick oh this hobby oh yeah yeah so (laughs) this hobby makes me laugh sometimes but yeah i know it's yeah. I, I see it all the time. People never, you, no one ever wants to spend the money on the item that will make their tank better. They mm-hmm. want to spend the money on the item that gives them that like joy at that moment. Like I bought this amazing fish or this great coral. Never mind that the last fish died or the last coral died. Yeah. It's instead of focusing on what will make your tank better, it's focusing on what will make my tank look nice now. That's such a good concept to to really think about the next time you're standing in front of, you know, a super awesome looking mushroom or something that's mm-hmm. just going to give you that like that hit of serotonin that, you know, TikTok that gives you or Instagram mm-hmm. gives you. And, uh, you know, really think about what's something that I can do to make my tank, you know, better from a from a care perspective, from a yeah. maintenance perspective and and help these corals grow better instead mm-hmm. of you know, spending $300 on this bounce mushroom or whatever you're going to buy. And that's where I'm at now. Like I haven't been buying corals or f- much fish or anything in a while. So anytime I get disposable income for my hobby, I'm, I've been buying stuff to make maintenance easier and backups of everything. So if something happens or like, and okay, I've got a back- backup now, calcium reactor pump, I've got a backup return pump and I keep it like next to where I need it. So if I'm away or something, I got to have my wife call a service company. Like it's there. It's easy. 
So now I need to start labeling things because it's it's like I've tried to do wire management. I tried hard. Like I'm I CNC brackets to hold all my power supplies and but and then use the tracks and it's just it's a mess. Like you get to a certain <laughs> point. Like that's another thing in a tank this size. Like I went with I have ten radions on this tank plus two reef brights. That's twelve power supplies just there, okay. not including my pumps. Like behind my tank it's just a wall of power supplies and then i had to make a box for them with fans going in and out to keep them cool so they because they, the heat they put off is crazy right yeah. um so it's it's all that and then i had to run three new circuits for my panel for the tank so it's it's stuff that no one ever thinks about right everybody's like oh i want to get a new tank and an upgrade even if you upgrade like for you right you have your tank did you increase did you, you have it all in one circuit uh, one fifteen amp breaker. There's two. There's two. So okay, I've got so you it, I've split. Got it spread out. So I have a, I have a, okay. ex, I have a, like an extension cord that's going to a different outlet that's powering different things. So it's on two. Okay. I need an electrician to come in here because we actually do have uh, the previous homeowners built out a um, a covered patio in the back. So there's yeah. there's a like a TV and a, a fan like a. a ceiling fan out there and everything that's all powered and lights and mm -hmm. things so there's a separate box there's like the main box and then there's a separate box and i feel okay, like so that would be super there. easy okay. to tap into so yeah definitely need to get it on that and you know like you said you could buy a 300 whatever or you could buy mm -hmm. a 300 pump everybody always complains about the price of gear right mm -hmm. but you know start i i love the idea of stacking up doubles of everything that could fail you know mm -hmm. i think that that's probably something that most people don't do most hobbyists don't do as long as you keep them like i that was my plan with radions like i'm like oh, I'll, st I'll stock up and have extra radion so i i still have one extra on the shelf but for a while i'm like i, I had like three or four extra and then i'm like then it's like well i've got this light i should get a nano <laughs> right and then you, yeah yeah and then now but and then you say to yourself well system here and equipment so yeah right so, so but then I say, okay, well, if, if something fails, I'll just I'll sacrifice the nato and take that light off, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, no, to me, it's it's the yeah, priorities. Fisher and corals make people happier, I guess. Yep. Oh, that's for sure. Like RODI is sure. like the least sexiest word. Like, no, no. <laughs> it'll make your life easier though. Yeah. That's for sure. Like you that, won't have to be lugging every time I'm in the LFS. There's always two or three people that are coming in to get water, and I'm like, gosh, okay. how could you? How can you do that mm -hmm. on a weekly basis or bi-weekly or whatever? You know, your water change schedule is. It's gotta suck. Just buy the hundred and fifty, two hundred dollar unit. Yeah, and, you know, hook it up. But that hurts everybody, right? So it's like I'm on a well. Um, so I sometimes I'm like, eh, I'll just add regular well water to my tank. I've never had it tested. Um, which I'm gonna send out an ICP for just to, out of curiosity, like, do I even need RODI water? Is it, am I just wasting? I need it to mix salt. I know that, so I don't have the <laughs> 12, the 14 DKH water change. Yeah. But um, maybe for my auto top up, I don't need RODI. So not everybody needs it. But at the same time, like, nobody ever wants to spend the money on one. I mean, yeah, it's nothing. It's like a, it's a water filtration, like. <laughs> boring yeah <laughs> um i wanted to ask you before we start to wrap up here but i wanted to ask you because i know that i'm going to get ridiculed for like i'm going to post an update on this tank or okay. you know the lfs uh, saturday at some point and i did not quarantine 
the mm. sailfin, and I did not quarantine the basslet. I did not quarantine the blenny that is in here, and the three fish I added from a previous system. They're all just kind of in there now, and a chromus. Uh, so, the chromus. What's okay. The, what's the easiest way to set up a QT tank? It's something that's always. It's so weird to say this, but it's something that's always intimidated me. It's like, you know, you're setting up a, a new tank. Mm-hmm. and the risk of the fish dying in the new tank to me is greater than the risk of the fish dying in the established tank. However, I know that those fish can come with velvet, ick, all the things. Uranema on your chromis. Uranema, yeah. That so never all leaves. Of... <laughs> Ever. Exactly. Ever. So all of these things, Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that I'm going to get ridiculed for, but yeah. I know that but you've you have... got to... You you don't have as much to lose too. Like it, it sounds bad to say, but you're, it's all new fish, right? Um, so and also you don't have that many corals. So if something did, if you did get a something drastic right now, you could also just pull your corals out and do hyposalinity um, in the tank. And if it's for ick or flukes, you can do hypo. You could dose prazi. You could do a lot of stuff in the tank you have now. Cause you don't yeah. have a bunch of corals to worry about. Now you're going to lose a lot of like all your critters and stuff too. Right. So that's, um, but I quarantine everything. Like I don't, I won't even put a snail in my tank. Um, it's not, I've, I've been burnt by snails before. I, it's everything goes into quarantine. I, that's, that's why I'm scared of buying corals. Like I'm, I don't want to get the next coral parasite. Like it's just, I've been clean for so long that it's right. Yeah. I don't want to break that cycle, but the easiest way I would say, if I were to recommend something to you, that's you could put away. Um, if you're someone that wants that occasionally buys a fish, is go buy some plastic Rubbermaids, like the ten gallon or five gallon clear with the lids that like snap on. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a five gallon clear plastic tub, you can stack two of them, right? So you can do tank transfer to start. It sounds hard it's it's super simple like you just add tank water and a pipe and every couple days just change the water out humblefish has a good uh, sequence on it um but and then after you're done you just rinse them off in this and then stack them up put them away and you when you're done buying fish you can use them to store your gear um and that's an easy low budget thing and one thing is if you have an old maxi jet kicking around like those old some of those old pumps they actually put off enough heat for me that if I run a maxi jet in like a little five gallon plastic container with the lid on it with, the, you know, some air holes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and an air stone and just the pump spinning, that pump puts off enough heat to keep the temp at like 76, 75. So yeah. you kind of really don't even need a heater for a lot of stuff, right? Um, now, but if I was in your boat with a new tank and moving forward i would set up a qt i would set up like something easy to clean like a 20 gallon go to petco get a 20 gallon tank with the trickle filter um take that trickle filter and take the carbon out of the cartridge um and then take a piece of sponge from your tank toss it in there and then you've already got an established qt and then you can monitor the fish if you want if you start to see any parasites pop up then you can treat or you can treat just to treat um certain fish i would treat just to treat but then like something like it's like say you got a tavern rest 
for example. Mm-hmm. That's one of those fish that, yeah, you, you could treat with copper, but it's also a fish that's not so susceptible to a lot of parasites. So you could just monitor um, or consider hypo. Uh, but yeah, no, I would set up a quarantine tank. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good got... question to ask. I mean, not every people don't have the space for them, right? And then now it's another heater. Yeah. It's another. I mean, I kind of keep one running all the time. Um, yeah. And then uh, one thing I do, sorry, is that uh, you know, like marble tiles, like those, like uh, travertine marble tiles. Yeah. You, um, those are amazing for QT tanks. Um, so I always keep a pile of those in my sump. They're great for gluing corals onto. They're they're thick. They're porous. I've, you put them a couple of those in the bottom of your tank, cycled, done, right? No ammonia spike. Yes, it might absorb some copper, but I've never noticed it. So it's something that I kind of always keep those handy. So you always have that like backup. What if I need to set up a tank now to treat these fish, right? Yeah. Um, keep a chunk of floss in your tank um, in a baffle, like just a chunk of floss that's four inch by six inch that if you need to set up a quarantine tank after it's been there for a month, it, now you've got that bacteria right away, right? So it's yeah. e- it's easy. Um, it's hard for us in Canada. We don't have access to medication. So everything we get, it's got to be either ordered, I guess, legally on Amazon. It gets sent here because nobody catches it or what's been left behind. So that's why I do hypo for a lot of stuff because for us to get medication, I got to order it from and bring it across or it's hard. it's hard to get or go through a vet. Um, where you guys are lucky. Yeah. We're so lucky we have all the drugs. Oh, so. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> we don't we have, have all the drugs. drugs. Mexico yeah. really has all the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you get, you start in Canada and it's really hard to get drugs and yeah. it's kind of easier to get drugs in the U S and then in Mexico, it's like, what do you need? I got you. What do you, yeah. <laughs> you need a new, you need a crown for your teeth. I got you there. You need breast implants. I will hook you up <laughs> and it's all cheap. <laughs> um, how yeah, long I have you had the I, fish? Uh, the fit, the newer fish. Yeah. Um, the blenny was the first in the tank. And so I would say, ah, man, I wish, I wish I knew offhand when I set this tank up, but I would say the whole thing is probably we're going on three months now. Okay. The sail fin's been in for a week and a half Okay. and is like super normal acting, picking on everything. Um, the chromis has been in for probably f- well, three weeks, three, four weeks, and is acting normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one that I don't know about is the basilic because I haven't seen it yet, the uh, or the assessor. Um, but I would imagine it's okay. Yeah, and silphins are out. tough. Yeah. What's that? Silphins are, are so tough. Like, they're rock solid. Like, they're just... I, yeah. I had, like, years ago, I had one. I bought a store covered in it. I'm like, I'm going to send it it made it on its own like this some fish are just really tough and then some fish are like whoops yeah that should probably not have been a purchase but it's uh i mean i think you're you're it looks good good luck yeah i think i think you know and being inspired by this conversation and then also uh being able to ask the question i feel like Mm -hmm. there's so many times in this hobby where if you're at my level where it's that intermediate level where you've gone x amount of years in this hobby without doing something that you probably should Mm -hmm. be doing it's hard to ask the question how do i do the thing how do i set up an easy qt tank that's gonna you know because it's always intimidated me Mm -hmm. um 
or getting the judgment from whoever because you haven't done that. So mm-hmm. I know those comments are coming and I'm going to tell you this straight off the bat in this reef therapy episode, for those of you that are listening right now, go check the comments when that comes out. I guarantee you somebody says something. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't QT your fish. What are you doing? No, yeah. I know. I, I'm I always, there. I feel so bad for like, sometimes you go into a forum or a website and then you see someone post a question and then it's just like, this barrage of answers and i'm like oh this poor person like they just want help like yeah. and then it's always like how come you haven't done this or why would you put that the store sold on the fish that it's someone knew yes he could have done or she could have done the research but they're asking for help let's let's take a breath try to help them answer if you know the answer if you don't know the answer and you're answering a google what you googled to be excited about it maybe just let so then it's like i feel bad this person is reading all these posts and it's like your fish has this your fish has that and it's like like no answer it's just stress mm-hmm. um yeah. so yeah i wish people would just calm down a little bit yeah but it's, i mean it's, it should be laid back right yeah and some stores are really good like you might have a really good store that that treats or does formalin baths and, and the fish are pretty good but they say i i would uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you the qt yeah yeah so, and i, I, so and I also want to do that too <laughs> yeah so jason Why said it QT? uh doesn't yeah. doesn't need to be said anymore so I'm please super disappointed in you like super disappointed <laughs> i thought i thought you knew better than this like there's there's a news crew outside of my house right now yeah. um <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna post on instagram tonight when i get off i'm gonna be like hey, everybody yeah. look at this yeah. let's let's start this hate <laughs> no no but um, like back to your question it's super easy like you have a 25 gallon tank right now right that you know it's got lots of established bacteria, lots, and you could just yeah. take a chunk of that rock, put it in a ten-gallon tank or a twenty-gallon tank or a yeah. rubber-made tub. Don't even need a light; just your room lights enough, and put your fish in there. Watch them, monitor them. If you see something, treat or just just treat. I mean, a lot of people are against that. Don't treat for no reason, but it's hard, right? Because so a lot of people can't like. If you're experienced, you notice diseases right away. Like, even if you don't see it, if you're experienced, you can tell how the fish is breathing or how it's acting. Like that, that fish should be a little bit more active. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people won't eat, like some people won't even notice ick on their fish. Like I, I have people that are like, oh my, there's nothing wrong with my like fish. I don't know why. And then you show up and it's like, yeah, there's ick all over them. Like they're covered. And you cover, like you got to do something. But people don't, they don't see that, right? So, um, it's easy to just set up a simple QT and don't let don't feed the trolls yeah <laughs> well i've got i've got a bunch of extra equipment like i've got one of those uh hang on the back tideline filters okay. that i could easily and i've got probably six or seven unused tanks in my storage room right now from oh, previous so builds and things so yeah it, i've got all the equipment just, to do it there's no excuses anymore so <laughs> just, just time and laziness even frag plugs save all your frag plugs and just toss them in the in the back of the trickle filter, right? Like the, yeah. the, the, and the, there's your, your bacteria, but yeah, no, you got a QT. Yeah. Will do. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of social media, cause you had said, you had mentioned okay. something about Instagram that we, uh, we were kind of commiserating off the air about how hard it is to keep up with social media sometimes. Yeah. And I don't get nearly as many comments or I don't get nearly as many questions as you do in your inbox. Um, everybody just wants to know if I'm selling any of the weeping willow, uh, toadstool. That's my main question really. Uh, but you, you get like legit questions all the time. So yeah. talk to me about social media a little bit. 
I get a lot of questions and I try to answer a lot of questions, but sometimes it's, if I answered all the questions and went through all my, I wouldn't have time for my life. I wouldn't have time to spend time with my son or, or my wife. So it's, I have to try to find that balance, that brief life or social media life and real life balance. Right. And sometimes I feel like you get caught up too far into the social media, but also, I feel sometimes people just don't understand that you're not the only question. Like, I'll get someone to ask me a question, and then the next day I'm like, oh, I forgot to, I forgot to go back to him. And then yeah. it's the question mark, right? And then it's question mark, and they're pinging you. And then after, now it gets to a certain point, I'm like, you know what? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you've aggravated me, right? But no. Um, I, I always try to. Now I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty good about answering questions that are in posts because I seem to. For some reason on your brain that's easier to do when you get that notification of a comment because it pops mm-hmm. up on your your meta business right um but like all the hidden messages I, I i it's hard to keep up um it's hard to keep up with getting caught up in the instagram way right or social media waves like i feel like i have to always post or make new content and it, it came to a point like I just kind of just take pictures and post them. Like I don't really make that much content. I don't like, I don't have time and I, I'm not following, following in that. I don't want to get stuck into that. I don't want to be the guy that's always making videos or um, like, 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 you know what it, you, you used to do it all the time, but you don't, it's, it takes time. Like, I, yeah. I don't even know how you do this. Like, yeah, it's, it, and that's <sighs> my, my biggest struggle right now is just having a full-time job and trying to maintain and keep this yeah. up too. Um, there's people who are avid listeners of brief therapy have probably noticed a little bit of inconsistency when it comes to posting. And that's just due to mm-hmm. life and scheduling and, you know, also having a full-time job. I would love if this was my full-time job, I would love to devote all of my energy towards making videos for reef builders, traveling the world and going on dive trips and all that stuff. And also, you know, doing reef therapy episodes all the time. I would love that, but it's just, it's not in the cards right now. Maybe sometime next year we'll see, but, Mm -hmm. um, I, I do appreciate everybody for, for bearing with me on that because it's just, it's, it's real, you know, it's real life, like you said. And I think you do it right. I think on Instagram, you're one of the few that does it right. You're not, amping up saturation you're you're just you're telling it like it is you're sharing your story as authentically as Mm -hmm. you possibly can and i think that's what i appreciate most about your instagram channel well thanks i try to be as honest as possible it's it's and you you also get a lot of messages about from people like do you want to try this product and make a couple posts and it's so i I turn down a lot of a lot of that because it's I, i won't use anything that i don't believe in um, that I don't trust and I don't want to change anything either. So I just want and I just want to do, I want to read for me, not for another company. Um, but it's, I also have to be careful. Like I, I have a couple of times you get upset and you make a post about a company <laughs> or something, you're a product you're unhappy with. And then you don't realize that with the following you have that you, you can upset people or you can make changes or I gotta be, you gotta be careful what you do now. Right. And I say that to my wife or something, and she'll laugh. She's like, oh, my God. There's like, how many people are in the, in the fish world? There isn't that many, but we're still a tight group, right? Yeah. Like, everybody kind of knows everybody. And, yeah, it's it's we're not, like, we're not famous, but we're famous in our fish people eyes. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Like, everybody knows who Remy is. I don't know right? about that. 
<laughs> right. I don't know about that. Um, is there anything else? But you I'm probably to, one of wanna... like at the same time like I was gonna say My... at the same time like I say like I I can't believe you have the time for this right? But then I'll like get in my truck some days. And I'm like, what? There isn't a new reef therapy? Come on! <laughs> and I'll go over and like, what? That podcast doesn't have a new one. Like, what am I gonna listen to today? Right? So so then I go back and I restart reef therapy. Like I've probably listen to reef therapy five times over now from the beginning. Um, yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's like, it's my dog walking show. It's my, yep. you know, go back. It's solid. And, and I love, I love going back and listening to Mark yeah. and Jake just talk about whatever and you know, all the different episodes. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you that go back and listen to all those, uh, you're not alone because I'm also in that same boat. Um, I've got about a 25 minute commute to work. So that's 50 minutes a day. It's about, you know, half an episode at best on a lot of those because they're, you know, (laughs) I mean, some of those are hour and a half, two hours. Uh, and I I remember Mark saying, you know, we just just talk, we just talk for hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The skimmer one. I think I've listened to that three times, four times, five. Yeah. But then. It's just you, like doing all the ha- doing housework. It's, it was great, right? But yeah, no, um, yeah. Well, uh, Jason, I want to thank you for coming on. It, it's about this time that my network no. is starting to struggle, and uh, <laughs> I'm super delighted. I was, right was going to say so. something, but I didn't want to like say it out loud. I'm <laughs> like, hey, you're, uh, I, I, you're just you're just like this blur to me right now. Like, you know, yeah. Usually, I'm nobody, the one better. Nobody knows. Living in the country, nobody right? knows. Nobody can see that. <laughs> nobody knows. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, at one point, just like a QT tank, I'll actually get a mesh network down here and have a hard line into this laptop, and then we'll be fine from there. Okay. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. So, Jason, I want to th- I want to say thank you for coming on no. the podcast today. If you've got any questions for Jason or for me, uh, he is unorthodox reefer on. Is it unorthodox reef or reefer? It's reef, right? Unorthodox reef. Yeah, reef. Yeah. yeah. I probably should have uh, had reefer, but then it it sound it sounds a bit off. <laughs> uh unorthodox yeah, yeah. reef on instagram you can reach out to him there he probably won't answer you because he's yeah. got 200 uh plus questions in his inbox right now but if you yeah. want to do anything you can you can always comment underneath the youtube video here if you're listening to the audio only version head on over to youtube or on instagram you can find the reef builder socials there uh and also grab up an icp test icp analysis you got to know what's in your water and they're a longtime sponsor of reef therapy and we appreciate that sponsorship and uh, always leave a comment hashtag what's in your water in the comment section because we were picking three freshwater tests three saltwater tests you get both so you can test your source water whether that be rodi or straight from the tap they'll do both uh, and so you know what's in your water uh, but jason thank you so much for being on the reef therapy podcast today and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time man thank you thank you